I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. There seems to be an odd predicament around children's classics. Are the once-loved books of popular children's authors like Roald Dahl or Enid Blyton not PC enough for present-day sentiments? Do they need to keep up with the times? Now, it's not unusual for older books to be edited, but Penguin Random House's woke edit of Roald Dahl's collection seems to have touched a nerve. And now, edits of Enid Blyton's works are also fueling debates on whether older literature need to be preserved as it is, or do they need to be revamped with modern times? Let me start from the beginning. On 17th February, it was reported that Puffin Books, which is a division of Penguin Random House, a PRH, and Roald Dahl's estate collaborated with Inclusive Minds, which is a collective that is quote-unquote passionate about inclusion, diversity, equality, and accessibility in children's literature. To remove quote-unquote offensive language from certain Roald Dahl classics that are currently in circulation in the UK. These include Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Witches, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, etc. The edits were over little details like removing words like fat, ugly, crazy and black. And characters that were described as quote-unquote enormously fat are just enormous right now. Mothers and fathers became family. Ladies and gentlemen became folks. Boys and girls became children to make it more gender-inclusive. Now, these may seem mere words on the face of it, but as a text at the bottom of the copyright page of the book puts it, words matter and books need to be reviewed to quote-unquote ensure that it can continue to be enjoyed by all today. But a lot of people seem to have lost their rags over these changes, saying that changing words will strip the very colour out of Dahl's works. They worry that if it's Dahl now, it'll be somebody else later. And it's not just common readers who are angry, but also writers like Philip Pullman and Salman Rushdie, who wrote on Twitter, quote, Roald Dahl was no angel, but this is absurd censorship, end quote. Even UK PM Rishi Sunak and Queen Consort Camilla, who now wants to go by just Queen, are vocally against these edits. And while some feel that these words and descriptions reflect the biases and attitudes of an older time, and that needs to change with modern times. Ultimately, PRH wilted under pressure and announced that both versions, the original and the new edit, will be in circulation and people are free to choose which one they want to read. But that hasn't put an end to the outrage. As readers lament over quote-unquote censorship of Dahl's works, some are also getting upset about the several edits that have been made to the current editions of Enid Blyton's original text. A Daily Mail article has put out a detailed analysis stating that some keywords like queer, gay and brown are among the many words that have been removed from Blyton's books. That article claims that these words had quote-unquote innocent uses. Now the thing is, back in our childhood, summer vacations may have been about reading tons of Blyton's famous fives and secret sevens or Mallory Towers. Bookworms will surely relate to that. But Blyton's legacy has always been a bit controversial. Many of her books perpetuated gender and racial stereotypes. That's a fact that is widely accepted. But is the solution to edit the text or slip in a disclaimer for readers? Do we maintain freedom of expression or do we adapt the stories to our contemporary sensitivities? 
that's going to need more than raging debates that's going to need a nuanced perspective for the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought hi i'm shorbari and this is the deep dive for 28th february 2023 Just last week, Ola, Uber, and Rapido hit a major roadblock as the Delhi Transport Department slammed the brakes on bike taxi services in the capital city. The state government has pointed out that using private vehicles for commercial purposes goes against the Motor Vehicle Act of 1988, and that bike taxi aggregators would face severe penalties if they continued to operate in defiance of the ban. And in response to Delhi's decision, Uber has appealed to the Delhi government to engage in a discussion with the ride-hailing industry and work towards a resolution regarding the bike taxi ban. The company has also warned that permitting the use of only electric two-wheelers for taxi services could pose a threat to the transportation requirements of millions of people and even jeopardize the existence of the sector. Plus, this ban on bike taxis came after the Supreme Court recently rejected Rapido's plea. to continue operations in maharashtra where the ride hailing company was ordered to halt activities due to the lack of a proper license now while bike taxis are a common sight in cities like bangkok and jakarta where they are known as ojex and are referred to as boda boda in countries like rwanda uganda and kenya they are relatively new to india despite being the world's largest market for two wheelers bike taxis are only now beginning to gain popularity in india And it's important to note that in India there are only a limited number of affordable and convenient choices available for last mile transportation needs and bike taxis are a suitable solution that fills the significant gap in this market. In fact, a number of states and union territories allow bike taxis to ply. It all began with Goa in 1981 and Mizoram joined the party in 2016 as long as certain conditions were met such as the bike being no older than 2 years, the driver wearing a yellow helmet and the bike displaying a yellow number plate since then a few other states and cities have also followed suit including andhra pradesh haryana gujarat telangana and many others now despite the growing need and acceptance of bike taxis in many parts of india there has been opposition for example the pune regional transport office is currently under pressure from unions representing auto rickshaw drivers who claim that online bike taxi services are negatively affecting their businesses And so the bike taxi sector in India continues to face various challenges including a lack of clear regulations and difficulties in obtaining permission from transportation authorities to operate. These issues have contributed to an overall problematic situation within the industry. However, undeniably bike taxis offer numerous benefits and are crucial to the transportation sector especially in filling the existing gaps. According to a 2022 report by Allied Market Research The bike taxi industry in India is currently worth 50.5 million US dollars and it's expected to grow significantly to approximately 1.5 billion US dollars by 2030. In addition to their potential for economic growth, bike taxis can also save commuters time and reduce pressure on public transportation. If you ask us, the government should draft a regulatory framework quickly to allow bike taxis all over the country and user safety should be central to the guidelines. Two wheelers are much more fuel efficient and easy to maneuver through heavy traffic and congested roads which as we all know is a bane of many indian cities. 
They also leave a much smaller carbon footprint and could also help millions of young bike owners save some extra money. But the question remains, are bike taxis here to stay? If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and me, Shorbari. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you.